I've never been here before. It's good to be here. I brought uh, several of my family. There's William. There's Patrick. There's Maggie. And then my two nieces, Shannon and Heather. Our family uh, comes from Kansas. There's nine children. Two are married. We have two grandchildren. That means I have nine kids from the ages of 28 to four. Yes, we're tired. I don't think my wife could have made the trip. We also uh, have in living with us my father-in-law, who lost his wife recently, and we have a nephew. We always have a busy table. We always have lively conversation, and we always enjoy being around each other. So thank you for allowing us to come, and uh, just want to give an idea of what we'd like to, what the Lord's laid on my heart. Um, I also need to tell you that I do practice emergency medicine. You don't need to remember that, but that's for my brother there. And that means that I'm actively practicing as recently as 48 hours ago. So, so uh, if you have any problems, call somebody else first, then let them call me. Okay. But I tell you that because, you know, when, when a baby's born, there are fundamentally at least 10 things that happen to that little body when they take their first breath. And what's interesting is that that child never knew that happened. None of you, no of my patients have ever said to me, yeah, I remember that first breath. I was so glad that the blood flow reversed from going, uh, uh, bypassing my heart and going to the lungs. I'm really happy about that. No one's ever said that to me. But I guarantee you are very happy it happened, right? You know, there are fundamentally multiple things that have happened to you when you trust Christ as Savior. And the problem is, is that we actually don't perhaps appreciate those fundamental spiritual physiologic changes that occurred to you and I when we were born again. And as a result, we sort of walk around a little bit, well, anemic or crippled or, or, or limited because we hadn't taken the time to realize just what a transformation happened when he made a new creation. Does it make sense? See, there's a group of people in the Old Testament that were granted a great privilege. This was something that was desperately uh, precious to the heart of God. And when he rescued the children of Israel out of Egypt, he brought them to a place where he presented to them his grand plan. And the grand plan was that they would be, the whole nation would be priests to him, servants of him, uh, dealing with that which would be separated and special to the heart of God. No other people group was given that opportunity until that point in history. And I'm afraid that that people group did not understand the fundamental changes that he was making in their lives. It wasn't but a, a year before or less that they were actually nothing like priests. They were, they were actually slaves. And I'm never sure, I'm never really sure if the 
slavery or the mentality of slavery ever left their minds. Consequently, when they were in, uh, in the wilderness and wandered for those 40 years, those four decades, there were 603,000 odd men that lost their lives. That's 41 funerals a day. Somebody didn't get the memo, did they? So what the Lord did is he worked in a manner which was also that happened at Sinai and, and he carved out a group of people that would be their priests out of the tribe of Levi, namely the family of Aaron. Now their duties were, were really special. They were primarily functioned with taking care of offerings and sacrifices. But there's a portion of scripture I want to read with you in the book of Joshua. Turn, if you would, to Joshua chapter 6. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 6. Joshua chapter 6 and verse 6. It reads like this. Then Joshua, the son of Nun, called the priest and said to them, Take up the ark of the covenant and let seven priests bear seven trumpets of ram's horns before the ark of the Lord. And he said to the people, Proceed and march around the city and let him who is armed advance before the ark of the Lord. And so it was when Joshua had spoken to the people that the seven priests bearing the seven trumpets of ram's horns before the Lord advanced and blew the trumpets and the ark of the covenant of the Lord followed them. And the armed men went before the priest who blew the trumpets and the rear guard after the ark while the priest continued blowing the trumpets. You know, this is not normal. Uh, instruction or duties of the priest. In fact, they normally didn't carry the ark, and they certainly didn't carry the ark in battle. Can you imagine that day? I need seven volunteers to carry the ark of the covenant, and you're going to march around the city, and you're going to be right in the middle of the army, and there you go. Well, Lord, I'm not sure we signed up for this one. I, I didn't know we were fighting men. I didn't know we were part of this, this military unit. I didn't think we were a part of the 603,000 new men. You see, fundamental, fundamentally things happen, and they were part of it now. What I'd like to do in the next, I don't know how many days we have, six? Six days left? I'd like to look at the fundamental changes that happen to the New Testament believer when they are born again, and specifically I want to look at what's happened to you and I when he says to us, you are a priest unto me. You are designated, you are, are separated out so that you would specifically serve me and only me in all ways, shapes, or forms. Because I think if we don't do that, what we do is we, we sort of limp along in our Christian life. We sort of forget what is exactly is involved and we sometimes don't understand the call of our duty. And I think that's pretty important because the last time I checked, we're in a really, really great fight. It's called a good fight. And I'm afraid what's happened is we haven't valued the, value, we haven't valued the importance of the battle that's before us. Because we haven't seen the absolute deep truth that he's, the, the, the deep gift that he's given us when he made us priests and kings to our God. And so I'd like to take about six sessions and I'd like to look at that this week. 
And when we do so, what we'll do is we'll, we'll look at what the New Testament says, of course, but we'll also take a journey backwards. And we'll look and take a little bit of, of, of ingredient out of the different priesthood orders of the Old Testament. And we'll see what they did. We'll see how they did it. We'll see how they didn't do it. And Lord willing, we'll make application to what we should be doing. So that's what I'd like to do uh, in the next six days.